honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps. And really appreciate it very much, along with the Basketball Podcast Network. Thank you, Dylan and Kyle, coming in from Vancouver, British Columbia, having me on board there. That awesome network, sponsored by DraftKings, of course. Uh, thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back at board once again today to talk about a Timberwolves team that's playing significantly different, significantly better, and I kind of, sort of, basically nailed it that the Wolves would split with Sacramento and then win the other two games. 3-1 and one this past week against some pretty talented Western Conference clubs. It's like I told you so, but uh, not necessarily. But uh, they're, uh, yeah, they're... The Timberwolves are looking a heck of a lot better. Guys are kind of fitting into what they are now. Anthony Edwards is becoming a legitimate superstar in this league, even though he did not get chosen for the All-Star game, which is total bullcrap. Okay. That's the way you want it. That's the way you're going to get it. Hopefully that's the approach he takes going forward, because, yeah, that's, that's the way you're going to get it, right? Because, yes, looking more and more like a superstar, the way he, uh, especially against uh, Golden State at times, well, near the end of the game, but really this whole week. it's not Golden State, he actually did not have that great of a game, but finished insanely strong and insanely clutch, leading literally his team, his team, to the victory. So, great feeling. Four games to review, four games to preview, and we do play Denver twice. So, that seems to be a trend lately where we play one of the teams twice. Like, we play Houston twice, play Denver twice, we play Sacramento twice, and so on. So forth. Portland twice, and you get the idea. So it's kind of fun, <clears throat> in a sense. Makes the re- uh, preview slightly easier. You're looking at the same players and stuff. Um, so again, we're happy month of February and all that. The sunlight, sun rises a little earlier, the sun sets a little later, and February is basically a major month of change going forward. As January is obviously that little trickle, like <laughs> starting the month, you're gaining maybe 20 seconds a day. By the end, you're gaining a couple minutes a day on each side. So pretty exciting, you know, sunrise, sunset. So pretty exciting in these parts. I'm sure in Australia now, it's kind of like what August is here, where the summer's kind of getting long in the tooth and the days are just starting to get shorter, which we all know that feeling as well. The good part about that around here in August is like, well, basketball's not too far away. <laughs> Football's already like you in the training camp and all that. I'm talking about something way off. So Sorry, four games to preview, like I said, Orlando, Denver twice, and Utah. That's a home-and-away type of deal. So uh, let's not complain about the schedule. Let's just somehow sweep Denver. No, I don't know. (laughs) You get the idea where I'm leaning there. Because, well, it happened here, too, and we played Sacramento here twice. Uh, Sacramento would be a nice place to be right now. Dylan Richardson coming in around that area, kind of closer to Sacramento, Northern California area, north of, like, San Francisco and all those kind of places. Um, yeah, it's like in the mid to upper 50s there, so that'd be kind of nice. Now that I've now that I've given you our weather report for Sacramento, Thimbles defeated the Memphis Grizzlies, the hated, cocky, arrogant Memphis Grizzlies, and uh, they got in a brawl yesterday with the Cleveland Cavaliers. What was it, Donovan Mitchell 
and uh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is a chippy player. Donovan Mitchell, maybe he gets uh, irritated a little too quick and things got a little bit uh, <clears throat> hazy there, but we'll get back to the Wolves. Bit of a back-and-forth kind of a game. Anthony Edwards made half of his shots, 9 of 18. Again, attacking the rim with reckless abandon. Only two turnovers in the game. D'Angelo Russell didn't have his best shooting night, but still got the job done. The best player in a lot of ways in this game was Kyle Anderson. Uh, 4 of 7 from downtown, 9 of 16 from the floor. Some Just some, some smart plays, some nice passing. Um, the ball movement in this game was just awesome. Just a fun game. Kind of a Harlem Globetrotter type of game. The Wolves showed up to play against this Memphis team, and I'm very happy. Um, it's nice to put certain players that think they're better than everybody else in their place. We, we know who that is, the other guy on the other team. <laughs> the other guy that some people compare it to, like the uh, the third the third year jump, the big, big jump in the third year with John Morant and the big jump with, uh, hopefully, Anthony Edwards. And it looks like he is making that jump. Anthony Edwards, that is. Uh, John Morant's in his fourth season. <laughs> Assists, 31 assists in the game for this team. Um, the starting lineup outside of Rudy Gobert, and again, his passing skills are really good as well. He had a wonderful pass against the, uh, I think it was a, now I'm blanking who the, which game it was. Crap, but it was an awesome, like, kind of a no-look play. That might have been the Golden State, no, that was the uh, second, that was the first Sacramento game. I'm just losing it, sorry. Jaden McDaniels, apparently, according to the analytics and all that world, that he is actually the best on-ball defender in the NBA. So, pretty cool. An overall a top 10 defender in the NBA. So, insanely exciting to hear. Sometimes it's like you don't really notice it, but then again, you do. Like, you watch closely and you're like, holy cow. But sometimes you feel like he's, you know, because you, some of us are stuck thinking about the offensive side. And like, he's kind of coasting around and all that. He's not, He's sometimes he's really, really on, and sometimes he's just not. Um but we may have caught in a muskie in uh, Jaden McDaniels late in the draft. Because uh, obviously on Valley Sports right now, because I like to have something on in the background just to kind of add to the, like, um, <laughs> just in case the wolves are on. But unfortunately, it's not. Like a replay, there's uh, one of those fishing shows that you get. And I, there was a, they were holding a big giant muskie. And I, that could be what Jaden McDaniels is late in the draft there. Um, our, our super muskie, our Spurge, uh, sturgeon, not Spurgeon. Spurgeon's on the wild. <laughs> sturgeon, ST, the biggest biggest freshwater fish there is, basically, is Anthony Edwards. We caught a sturgeon there in that one, I think, with the way he's playing. Um, yeah, there, that's a muskie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a muskie. They look just like northern, but they're a little bit like wider and a little bit more brown, where a northern is green. Yeah, Jade McDaniels just might be that late brown muskie <laughs> with the, obviously his great defense. And, of course, the fact he can get red hot from uh, outside. And he's just got a nice all-around game. Uh, Kyle Anderson, an absolute, you know, fantastic free agent signing. And it shows he certainly had his immature moments, which can drive me nuts at times. Where he gets, you know, he gets yeah, he gets pissed off. But, I mean, I thought Kyle Anderson, what an amazing week, honestly. And in this game... Going against his former club really helped stabilize. That's definitely a muskie. Sorry, really helped stabilize things. And why <laughs> northerns are much more common and easier to catch. Sorry, um, but no, wonderful game. Sorry, I'm very distracted now. Um, and an overall fun night. And I had a feeling the Wolves would show up to play and beat this team and end any type of frustration coming into uh, you know like come, come, coming out of last week. John Morant, his usual kind of attack in the basket. He definitely reminds me of Allen Iverson in a lot of ways, and he's got a nice floater. Um, he does remind me of Allen Iverson quite a bit. 
And I wasn't a big fan of Allen Iverson's, honestly. <laughs> Not because I didn't think he could play, but because his attitude. Didn't like his attitude. It's kind of all about him. And I think everybody knows that. <laughs> People that actually are, like, they observe when they watch. They actually kind of look closely with the way the person plays and such. Anthony Edwards, you could easily see the highlight of the night was a... Uh, posterizing dunk on Jaron Jackson Jr., who was, again, one of the great defenders, a great shot blocker, and all that. That was an awesome moment. Dylan Brooks, one of the chippier players in the league. It was nice to see him struggle big time, shooting 2 of 10 from outside. And a lot of guys did. Tyus Jones didn't score a point. Tyus Jones didn't score a point, but he only attempted four. Again, he's he's kind of similar to, well, he's a, he's a rich man's, a, a very rich man's version of uh, Jordan McLaughlin. Yeah, and that's what it is. Like, Jordan McLaughlin's a poor man's Tyus Jones. Great uh, assist-to-turnover ratio, you know, game manager type of guy who can hit a big shot here and there. And, heck, he hit the dagger that knocked the Wolves out of the playoffs last year, the son of a gun, because, we, we, we you know, we didn't give him enough money, damn it. Or we were cheap. We were cheap sons of biscuits. And he let us pay for it. Uh, made us pay for it. It's a better way to say it. Nathan Knight, 10 points off the bench. Nas Reed, only 16 minutes, 9 points off the bench. Nas, Nas Reed, again, um, oh, man. Love both of those guys. Just incredible. 19 points off the bench when you combine the two. 8 of 12. Yeah, I know. I'm being dorky and nerdy here. But just really, really valuable pieces. Insanely valuable pieces. It's going to be super interesting to see where the Wolves go with all of that. Signing players, Jalen Noel, Nas Reed are two pieces that you probably want to keep, but... Uh, it would really suck to lose Nazareth. <laughs> He's certainly raising his trade value with the way he played against the Golden State Warriors. Let's keep moving as I've talked quite a bit here. But that was an exciting, fulfilling game, you can say. A fulfilling game for those of you looking for something to enjoy on a, on a Friday night. I mean, it doesn't get much better than beating the, the sons of SO, the, the SOBs that knocked us out of the playoffs last year. The Wolves now become two games above 500 as they follow up with a back-to-back victory going from Memphis on Friday to uh, Sacramento on Saturday. Not traveling, staying in Target Center. That would be a little harsh, but it's happened before, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, the Wolves pretty much led most of the way in this game, for the most part. Sacramento was favored in the game, of course. Uh, Darren Fox did make the All-Star team. Uh, Sabonis did make the All-Star team. Uh, Malik Monk didn't. No, yeah, right. No, but Anthony Edwards did not. A lot of people, the biggest complaint is uh, Paul George. It's like, okay, you've been to like 15 All-Star games and all that. Can you Come on. And you're out all the time. You're always hurt. Whatever. Screw you guys. <laughs> it's kind of like when Vince Carter made the All-Star game ever, and it was always starting because, oh, that's why I wasn't a fan of Vince Carter because of all that. I thought he was overrated, especially by the fans. Some of those years, he'd be hurt all the time, and he'd be mediocre, and he'd just, you know... Yeah, he put in these spectacular plays here and there, but, uh, you know, come on. <laughs> they, they, they'd have him starting over, like, a, you know, I can't remember even who it was that, like, it made me upset m multiple times. Um, and it's kind of like, okay, and he was always so cocky about it, like, oh, maybe I'll take, maybe I'll take a seat because I'm going to be back here, like, a million times, you know, like, he'll he'll go out, come off the bench in the All-Star game. It's like, whatever, dude. So, anyhow, Anthony Edwards, 34 points. 10 rebounds, 6 assists. It doesn't get a whole lot better than that. It's a bona fide superstar. He's a bona fide superstar. Attacking the rim. He can hit the 3, obviously. I mean, 5 of 7. Unbelievable month of January. And looks like he might even have a better month of February here. Uh, and D'Angelo Russell's been out of this world for about, about, about 2 months, generally speaking. He's had his awful games. And he's had his Johnny Flynn memorials. Because he'll turn in those effortless meh performances 
And then he'll follow it up with another, you know, well, you know, like he'll, dare we say, like shooting with the lights out type of performance. Shooting the lights out, whatever, lights out shooting, as they say. That's basically shooting in the dark, which is actually, I used to practice that a lot. And it, it helped a lot. In fact, I was the only person who could do it on my team, but I'll leave that quiet. That's for me to know and them to not know. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, well, who won the games and who won horse every single time, especially when the lights would go out outside because it's too late? Yeah, it was a blowout, usually in that case. <clears throat> so I can hang my hat on something in this world other outside of doing Timberwolves Explosion for almost 15 years. Thank you very much. Jaden McDaniels, just a uh, you know, solid performance. But Anthony Edwards, it was just, he was the man. Again, just attacking the rim, reckless abandon, those those nice elbow shots. Uh, two-thirds of his shots went in, five of seven from downtown. This was just a fun day. Uh, Rudy Gobert, nice no-look cast to, I believe it was Kyle Anderson. Just a beauty. Kyle Anderson also quoting Gobert on the receiving end on an alley-oop or two. And just so much fun to watch. Just a fun game. Again, the Wolves led the whole way. Comfortable night. Wolves riding a high after beating the, the bully, the jackasses that beat us last year. And I don't know. The Wolves look like a completely different team now. They look a lot like we did last year when we... Oh, it's kind of painful to look at. Sorry. Just just put just uh, imagine. Yeah, sorry. With fish and stuff. Um, uh, sorry. Um... But we're, we're starting to look like the team that came out of the doldrums last year when we were a bit on the disappointing side. Though fans didn't have massive expectations on the Wolves last season. This year we did, uh, coming in with a you know, $45 million center uh, to go along with our $45 million center, to go along with our number one pick in the draft who looks like a number one pick in the draft. You know, he kind of does now. He really looks like the number one pick in the draft, Anthony Edwards. Um Carl Anthony Towns was the number one pick also. I think you know that. Uh, but just a fun, enjoyable night. Fun, enjoyable night. Uh, Donda Sabonis did make the All-Star team. I think I said that. Did I say that? I hope. Yeah, 23 points. Yeah, he just kind of overall performance. The 10 rebounds, the 5 assists. He's a great passer. Um, but the Wolves just kind of took care of business here. Uh, Harrison Barnes got it done at the free throw line because he only made one shot from the floor, but 10 free throws. Good for him. An overall fun day, though. Let's continue to move forward. Just This was fun. This was a fun week. The only not fun game was the second Sacramento game, of course, where the Wolves pretty much trailed most of the game. We were the reciprocal, and it was almost exactly the opposite score. 117-111, 118-111. I mean, or was it 117-110? So, yeah, it's, yep. 118-111. We were basically the reciprocal. It was a seven-point victory for Sacramento versus a seven-point victory with the Wolves. We were the reciprocal. You know what that means, I hope? Like 35 and 53, you know? 53 is the reciprocal of 35. Yeah, I think you figured that out before I did because you were probably all better at math than I was. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I, I was okay at it when, when I, yeah, finally understood what the heck the formula was. Then, then math's easy, but when you don't, good luck. D'Angelo Russell had easily his worst game of the uh, the week. Worst game of probably the last couple of weeks. And he had a crucial mistake late in the game that drew the ire of Anthony Edwards to a point that he actually didn't even talk to reporters after the game. So he was pissed. He's, he said, I don't want to say something I don't regret. Uh, so you know how that can be. Uh, sometimes I start flipping out on Twitter. Sometimes at work I want to flip out at people. I either keep quiet and then I, I kind of like feel better and let it go later on in the day. It, it's kind of stuff like that. 
there, sometimes you just want to flip out, and it's a good time. It's it's good to avoid it. And Anthony Edwards is probably a good thing because, yeah, D'Angelo Russell had an awful game. He had a Johnny Flynn Memorial type performance, four of sixteen from the from the floor, two of ten from outside, missed all of his free throws. What? <laughs> he missed all of his free throws too. And then again, the crucial error late in the game, where I'm not sure where he was going, what he was thinking. Just a bad, just just not paying attention defensively. And it's just like, okay, we're happy for you. Anthony Edwards, again, un, uh, great numbers, but again, the six turnovers kind of suck. But he had the ball most of the way in a lot of sen- in a lot of the sense. Kyle Anderson, another six assists. It's just crazy. It's not like the Wolves sucked in this game, but they were behind most of the way. Like Sacramento came in and said, hey, we're not going to get swept. We, we're still one of the top four teams in the Western Conference, which, again, I'm personally enjoying. I, I love seeing this Sacramento team winning the Pacific Division. Because what are the alternatives? Just think about it. Think about the other team in Northern California. Do you want to see them win the division again? Do you want to see them go on a playoff run? Dude, I'd rather... Seriously. It's like you'd, you'd, you'd rather have your gums scraped than watch them win again. I'm sick of it. So get the heck out of here. Um, sick of watching the Warriors win. Sick of them. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, they had their chance. God bless them, they had their chance. But <laughs> welcome to reality. Like You don't... You don't strike while the iron's hot, especially when you're aging. Certain players are aging. Devin Booker's not that old, obviously. He's just youngster still. But Chris Chris Paul, he's been around for a long time. And, well, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Welcome to welcome to Minnesota Vikings football. Not striking when the iron's hot. 2009, you had a chance to win it all. 2010, you come back, you're not even close. You suck. You suck, and you stay sucking for... Another five, six years, and unfortunately, that might be where Phoenix is heading. Maybe we'll see. We'll see if they recover. Hopefully, Golden State's finally done winning championships. So, yes, I'm happy to see Sacramento doing well. Um, not happy to see the Wolves kind of blow an opportunity to actually pull off a four and zero week, sweeping the the uh, Sacramento Kings. But I guess if you're gonna split with Sacramento and and beat the Warriors in an epic game, I'll take the I'll take it. I'll take it any day of the week. Rudy Gobert, awesome night, nineteen fourteen things like that. Wonderful day overall. But, you know, kind of crappy finish to the game. And the fact the Wolves were down most of the way. They're down by 4. They're down by 11. They're down by 10. They're down by whatever. They were down most of the way is the bottom line. And then kind of watch this thing fall apart down the stretch. Uh, it did go to overtime. <clears throat> the Wolves did come back. Again, that big three-pointer by Jaden McDaniels to tie it up. It felt super awesome. Um <clears throat> But then Sacramento started scorching threes, corner shots, catch and shoot threes, whatever the heck it is. Um, yeah, well, whatever the heck it is. Yes, corner corner threes for the most part, and catch and shoot from the outside. <clears throat> Ended up beating the Wolves pretty soundly in OT. In that short period, to lose by seven points is a little frustrating, but that's pretty much what happened in this game. And well, if you have to lose some, you have to lose one. I guess I'd, I'd rather it be the Kings than the freaking Warriors, especially with the fact that we're actually kind of battling with them for. Uh, you know, to try to get into the actual playoffs versus the play-in range. Well, it's time to talk about the Golden State Warriors game. And now, our feature presentation. Honestly, all four of these games were insanely fun to watch. All four of these games made you feel awesome. Well, except the one we lost to Sacramento. But (laughs) the three wins made you feel awesome. The Sacramento one made you feel like, damn, you know, we we probably could have, should have, Maybe won that game. We had a golden opportunity, but we ran out of gas in the end. Said, eh, whatever, bull crap. 
Um, but for the most part, an awesome overall week of Timberwolves basketball. But this has to be the feature presentation. Not just because the Warriors won it last year. Not just because I'm sick and tired of them and want them to go 0-82 or something like that. I want them to win 12 games and lose, uh, you know, 70. I'd love to see that. I would love it. Nine games and 73 losses. Take that. <laughs> I would love it. But it was a good game. It was a good game. And despite the fact Anthony Edwards did not have his best performance, he showed up when it mattered most. 2 of 11 is awful. Uh, six turnovers sucks. You know, six rebounds is good. Let's try to stay off that number. Jeez, there's too many sixes here. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> but the five assists, okay, that's always nice. Uh, Austin Rivers, a couple of catch-and-shoot threes. Dorian Prince in the mix, which is always a good thing because he's a super important player. And the Wolves have had calls on him. I don't think the Wolves are in any rush to trade away Torian bleeping Prince. Like, that would be really, like, that would probably piss a lot of people off. And they trade away Kyle Anderson. I don't know, man. That would be depressing beyond belief. Uh, 12 rebounds in the game for Kyle Anderson. Nas Reed, huge, huge overall night. Did attempt 22 shots. He wasn't exactly a red hot from the floor. But the effort, the effort is what gave Nas Reed uh, like a gold star for this game in a lot of ways. D'Angelo Russell didn't, also didn't shoot all that great. I mean, he shot 17 threes in the game and only made seven. That's not that good. You, you missed 10 shots. 10 shots from outside, which are usually not rebounded. Usually not rebounded, but uh, occasionally you'll get an offensive board. The Wolves are not an, an, uh, ex- an, uh, you know, one of the elite teams in offensive boards. We'd have, we had 10 in the game. That's okay. Uh, we're not we're not the Houston Rockets or anything. No. <laughs> Great uh, offensive rebounding team. That's their number one thing because, well, if you're not good, put in a lot of effort, maybe you'll get better. Welcome to basketball in a lot of ways. Hey, when I wasn't a good shooter, get the damn rebound, you know? So, anyhow... Anthony Edwards, again, the fact that, you know, the numbers weren't all that great. They certainly weren't there. But the effort was there, and then the clutch get-her-done-when-it-matters most was absolutely there. He was trapped well behind the three-point line, double-teamed and all that, dribbled his way through it, dribbled his way around it is more like it, and then slithered his way to the basket through defenders, somehow, someway, without drawing a charge, which was brought up this past week that uh, Anthony Edwards is fantastic at not winding up in a charge. Like offensive fouls, you know, a, a, a guy that plays an aggressive style often gets burned with that crap all the time, which I think sucks and it's bad for the league. I, I hate, I hate the constant charge crap, and that's why teams like the Golden State Warriors exist because that's the counter to driving to the basket is becoming a really good catch and shoot three point team. So, which is well, you know, help the Warriors win four titles that well, that way. Um, but Anthony Edwards might be. It might be coming one of the uh, re- uh, remedies to that problem, being able to get to the basket somehow, some way, and get around defenders enough that he doesn't make contact and doesn't get into uh, uh, offensive foul situations. And it was an incredible play <laughs> down the stretch to put the Wolves in position to, to, to win this game and kind of like put the dagger in. Again, driving to the basket uh, on another play right after that. Hit to Nas Reed for a corner three, wide open catch and shoot. The ball had a had a had a hard bounce back to Nasreed, back to Nasreed, which again his hustle and his uh, aggressiveness, Nasreed's that is, getting the rebound and dunk on the same play was a, a beautiful thing, and that was the dagger for the night. Um, there was a, a combination of daggers that involved Anthony Edwards again, that avoiding the trap play and scoring, and then of course that <clears throat> that dish dish out to Nasreed for the corner three. 
that luckily Nasrud was able to <laughs> be able to follow that shot as well as he did. Again, it's an ability to be able to follow the shot and read where the ball is going off the rim, and Reed read it, and he did get 13 rebounds. Further proof that Nasrud can be a good rebounder. He had 13 in the game. He had Kevin Garnett numbers, even when Garnett had not so good field goal percentages and such. 24 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists. That's Garnett-like. And then the 4 fouls is Garnett-like as well. D'Angelo Russell did foul out in the game, which is crazy. He actually led the Wolves in scoring. But it's not like he had a great day. But he had a good day, uh, D'Angelo Russell. But again, did foul out. Steph Curry kind of kind of cooling off late in the game certainly helped. Thank God. It's nice to see him uh, <laughs> Nice to see him not do so well. It looked like he was going to torch us again in the first half. But thankfully, things went south for him. And I'm happy about that very much. So, uh, and again, Nasri, the hustle, the the aggressive play, and of course he had to start in the game because of Rudy Gobert again, with uh, issues. I believe it's uh, groin related again. So kind of in and out with a groin injury, but well, as long as he's healthy to play, sometimes I guess we'll appreciate it. Or play three out of four games, I suppose. But uh, Nasri showing more and more that he could be a legitimate player in this league for many, 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 many years to come. And Jaden McDaniels is uh, on his way to becoming a household name in this league because of his defensive ability. But it's a this is a, a nice team. It's a nice group of players. It really is. Uh, and you know you're getting your 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 young leader is emerging to becoming the overall leader of the team. And talk is that Carl Anthony Towns is going to adjust. He isn't going to just say step aside, Anthony Edwards. This is my team bleep off, or, well, he won't say bleep off, but, you know, but kind of like say, step aside, I'm back, this is my team. I don't think that's going to happen now. Um, and Carl Anthony Towns is going to still get his. He's going to still be fantastic. He's going to still be an all-star caliber big man in this league. And he may make another 8-10 to 10 all-star games the rest of his career. Then Anthony Edwards, this, this had better be the last season he does not get put on the all-star team. I... Uh, he keeps playing the way he does. He's going to get voted in every year. Starter. And he will deserve it. He will deserve to be voted in. Why would you not want to vote Anthony Ebers in as an all-star starting shooting guard in the league? Or a small forward, depending on how you look at it. But shooting guard mostly is what he is. Um, plays more of a small forward game. But he can, he can, or excuse me, a shooting guard game. But he can rebound like a small forward. Which is wonderful. And of course, the playmaking ability is absolutely there. Um, so, with that said... Awesome week. So much fun. So much fun. Anthony Edwards has to get it again. He has to get the Lone Wolf Award again as a clutch performance, even though he didn't have all, all the greatest games of all time, but he still got to 30-plus more than once in this week. And even when he didn't play so hot, he still uh, got the job done when it mattered most. You have to give it to him. Uh, Nasri, D'Angelo Russell, absolutely uh, honorable mentions, even in the games where Nasri didn't play a whole lot. He, his efficiency was insanely high. In Stanley High. Nasrid can play in this league. There's no question. It'll suck. Absolutely suck to see him go in a trade. But could happen. We'll see. Depends. Otherwise, he might end up staying here for many, many years to come. Uh, the Johnny Flynn Memorial. Does anybody really majorly stand out in that department? Maybe no. I I don't really want to give it to anybody this week. I, I don't. I mean, Luca Garza only played. He, only, he didn't score a point in 13 minutes. It has to be him. No, that'd be a picking on him. Maybe it's Rudy Gobert's groin. <laughs> Something like that. Um, nobody really frustrated me that much. Kyle Anderson, great week. Jaden McDaniels, you know, was good. 
you know, and his, def his defense is so valuable. Rivers, you know, hits those big shots. Torian Prince didn't play all that great, but it could be just the, the injuries, or you could say Carl Anthony Towns' calf, because he's still in a boot. Can you believe that? So, Carl Anthony Towns' calf maybe gets it. Just kind of injuries, in a, in a sense, are the problem. Man, that's an unbelievably big walleye. I don't know if I've ever seen one that big. Anyhow, <laughs> I wish I could do that. Just like I wish I could dunk like Anthony Edwards. I wish I could do that, too. But um, I, I really do, too. I've had dreams about it, even to this day, in my 40s. I still dream about it like I can... Because I used to be able to grab the rim. And I did dunk a couple times. I, uh, not that many, though. <laughs> not that many times, unfortunately. I, I, I don't know. I just wasn't in the, of the, the great shape that I should have been in. But I was athletic, but not athletic enough. Damn it. And not tall enough either. <laughs> just under 6'1". With that said, we're going to take a quick break and come back and preview the four games. And, of course, you'll hear from DraftKings. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. We are going to preview four games, of course, against three teams. We'll play the Denver Nuggets, right? Is it the Nuggets? It's the Nuggets twice, right? It's the Nuggets twice. Yes, yes, yes. Orlando Magic. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We've had some weird... Uh, we've had some weird uh, frustrations with this team over the years. The only time we were like kind of successful against the Magic was when we really weren't good and they had Shaq. Wrap your head around that. Like, the golden years of the Orlando Magic. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but okay. Other than that, in the Dwight Howard years, all the way up to today, it's been like, ah, not them again. No. <laughs> Especially when we go there. Uh, and then Miami, for some reason, we beat them, except, you know, most of the Alonzo Mourning era, he, he gave us hell beyond belief. But it's okay. At least it's in Target Center. I think the Wolves, are, the Wolves should have a chance to go to have a pretty successful week. Uh, home game versus Orlando. Uh, on Friday, of course, tonight. They're only 20-32. and 32. Hopefully the Wolves can win that. Uh, host the Denver Nuggets on Sunday. They're 36-16. and 16. They're way up there. Nine games ahead of us. We're the second-place team in the division now, believe it or not. And uh, we play them twice. We had to Denver on Tuesday and a back-to-back -back with Utah, which isn't too much travel, but still it's another game on, a, on the next night. Um, Utah. Denver to, uh, to Salt Lake City. That would That'd be fun. I'd love to go see that area, Denver and Salt Lake City. I like the mountains, damn it. Uh, only one game above 500 is the Utah Jazz. So a couple of road games, a couple of home games. Then we uh, go to Memphis next week and blah, 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 blah. So for, or at least for next week's show. Um, let's talk about DraftKings. My God, I, I think I did this last week too. Well, I'm not doing it now. Okay, and now we're talking about NBA instead of the Super Bowl, which is totally fine. <laughs> this is an NBA show. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. That's pretty good. <laughs> Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers, like AT&T, right? <laughs> Those AT <laughs> all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. 
Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Wow. <laughs> Pretty fun. And that'd be a lot of fun to enjoy that with a... It's, it's been fun keeping up with the Wolves, obviously. Obviously, keeping up with the Wolves anyway, but keeping up with the Wolves with the, with the betting and, you know, you, same-game parlays, you know, how many points your Anthony Edwards is going to get, you know, stuff like that. That can be a lot of fun. Or how the Wolves going to get 50 rebounds in the game. Maybe you might want to stay away from that that particular bet if the Wolves getting 50 rebounds, but stuff like that. 40 is maybe more realistic, but it's a lot of fun. Um, why I think it'll pay out is picking Anthony Edwards to get to 30 points. I think he's going to do that very often. Go for it. Or so stuff like that. 28 points. Call to action. Call to action. Download the app now. That would be the DraftKings app. And sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on... Oops, it's actually TBPN. Huh? It's the same... same uh, I apologize. TBPN. Ooh, I apologize. The Basketball Podcast Network. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. So I'm sorry, Cleveland uh, Cavaliers fans. See show notes for details. Yes. So, yes, there you go. There's your uh, DraftKings. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, so, yep, and THPN is kind of like our parent, you know, we're all kind of, and that's where Brave the Wild is, so, yep, and we've welcomed uh, Raycon to the group to go with DraftKings, pretty exciting for the Hockey Podcast Network, that's for sure, Orlando Magic, Orlando Magic, oh, it's the wonderful world of Disney, yeah, I don't know, not really, uh, Chuma, okay, I apologize, Okeki, okay. uh, that would be a knee injury uh, several months ago now in November. Well, around Thanksgiving. Um, of course, Torian Prince has had on and off issues with the ankle now. Bryn Forbes has been out with ankle and Rudy Gobert with the groin in and out. That's been a back and forth annoyance, unfortunately. I, and this is the guy I always mix up with the Wendell Moore Jr., Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Moore Jr., Wendell Carter Jr. I, I liked Wendell Carter Jr. in the draft a few years back. Kind of a natural center. I think it was just two years, right? Coming down to Duke, more of a natural center, one with the Magic. Um, we actually beat the Magic pretty good. So I guess I'm stuck in last year when they beat us real bad. I don't remember that. This, this doesn't feel right. Didn't we lose to them? Huh, I thought we did, but I guess I'm stuck in the past here. I apologize. That's 126-108. That's pretty good. So let's sweep these guys. Bull Bull had 26 points. I don't remember this. This is like, what is this, a Mandela effect or something? 26 points by Bol Bol? What? I don't remember that. Anthony Edwards, uh, that doesn't sound too un 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 unrealistic. 35 points. Carol Anthony Towns, 30. So, see, it's possible. It's possible. Hey, Carol Anthony Towns deferred to Anthony Edwards, right? 35 and 30. <laughs> Rudy Gobert also had 16. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. Uh, yeah, it looks weird not seeing uh, Kyle Anderson not in the starting lineup. It's kind of funny. But let's get to the uh, matchup a bit more. Wolves are 10th in points. Magic are 26th. Magic are 19th in rebounds. Wolves are 26th. Yeah, the Wolves were 10th in points. Hopefully I said that correctly. Overall field goal percentage. Wolves are 4th. Magic are 16th. Three-point percentage. Neither team is all that great. 22nd for Orlando. 19th for Minnesota. 
assists. Orlando's 26th. The Wolves are 12th. Turnovers, the Wolves are 28th. The Magic are 23rd. And this is our twin team. This is our sister team. We both came in the NBA the same year. The Wolves and the Magic, 1989. The year before, the Miami Heat and the Charlotte Hornets, 1988. The Heat was on in, uh, in Miami. Yes, it was. Uh, Sister turnover ratio, 28th for Orlando, 24th for Minnesota. Block shot, 16th for Orlando. So, obviously, no Dwight Howard anymore. That's kind of a while ago now. 4th for Minnesota. 4th in steals also for Minnesota. 14th for Orlando in the steals category. Let's look at the Magic very briefly here. Their number one pick, Paulo Benchero. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Paulo. 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 <laughs> Okay, I apologize. Only 31% from downtown. In fact, slightly less than that. But he's averaging 20 and a half a game. Franz Wagner, almost 20 a game there. Wendell Carter Jr., 15 points and eight re- oh, 9 rebounds. I thought he would be a little bit better rebounder. He's not really a shot blocker. Bull Bull kind of is. Not Bald Bull from uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Bull Bull. So, sorry, I had to do that. Gary Harris, almost 46% from downtown, but he's only played in 24 games. That's Gary Harris in a nutshell. So good, so valuable, but always hurt. It's freaking dumb. Marco Fultz. Marco Fultz, well, he's missed a number of games, but I believe he started late in the season, coming back from an ACL injury that occurred in 1991. But at least he's playing. Again, welcome to the NBA. Um, yes, I understand an ACL is a very serious injury, but it shouldn't take two and a half years to come back, which seems to be the case everywhere you look. Like where... So, Jonathan Isaac has played in four games. He exists. Jonathan Isaac exists. I'm not sure what the heck. I, I really don't understand. That injury happened in July 2020. This is the this is February 2023. So somebody please I, I don't understand. I don't know. Um uh, somebody tell me how Adrian Peterson can come back after uh, incurring an injury in late November. Uh <clears throat> what year was that? 20, 2011. Terrible season for the Vikings. ACL, MCL, injury. You know what I mean? The really bad one. And then come back in August of, of uh, 2012 and lead the NFL in rushing and get 2,000 yards. And these guys, the NFL, by the way, running back. Think about it. And these guys can't come back after like two and a half years. I, I don't know. But it sounds like there's a little extra going on with Jonathan Isaac. And I'm on his side. I'll leave it at that. I'm on Jonathan Isaac's side, not on anybody else's. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it right where it is. Markel Fultz, sorry, I got in a weird rant there. Uh, about 12 and a half points, about six assists. Certainly not a number one overall pick in the draft years ago, which I believe was the Philadelphia 76ers, a team that had like 19 injuries. Jalen Suggs, obviously a super highly touted guy. Kind of, you know, he's in his second year. Not not doing as well as uh, Banchero, but of course he wasn't the number one pick in the draft. Some people thought he would be. Suggs, of course, Minnesota ties, we know. Moritz Wagner. So the Wagners are together. Moritz Wagner of Michigan helped knock out uh, Louisville in what ended up being uh, Rick Pitino's final game with that team, unfortunately, as investigations uh, went were underway behind the scenes, apparently, <laughs> into how he was recruiting players. But I like Rick Pitino. It's too bad all that was going on. Um, the Orlando Magic, I don't know why I'm getting into all that. Orlando Magic, only two wins in five games, so eh, they're about what they are. You know, they're a losing team, bottom line. They split uh, uh, two games in Philadelphia, 105-94 loss, 119-109 win. That's good for him. Uh, Chicago Bulls, they beat the Magic by 19 points, 128-109. 
kind of like Michael versus Shaq in the 95, uh, 90, 96, 96, um, Eastern Conference Final. They swept the crap out of that club. Like, I, I hope your trip to the. I hope you enjoyed your trip to the finals last year. You ain't going back, Michael said. <laughs> that was fun to watch, actually. That Magic team didn't. It wasn't my favorite. Uh, Miami Heat. They couldn't beat their cross state rival, 110-105, and a 126-120 win over the Indiana Pacers recently. All right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I do believe the Wolves defeat the Orlando Magic in Target Center and continue on our positive run. Which would be four wins in a row at this stage. No. No, it's not four wins in a row. It'd be four out of five. <laughs> four wins in a row. Like, uh, I don't know what, I don't know where my mind was with that one, but uh, yeah, the Wolves will win their second in a row, but fourth out of five, defeating the Orlando Magic. Next, please. Next case. Denver Nuggets. We'll be playing them twice, like I said. Oh, I blew it out. I, I, I blew it. I screwed it up by clicking on the player's name. Why did I do that? That was really dopey. So Denver Nuggets and Utah Jazz, it's not that complicated. I can whine and bitch all I want, I guess. So again, this one's a target center. <sighs> Got a weird feeling about some of these. Well, I think the Wolves will split with the Nuggets, but which one Which one is it going to be? Which one are we going to win? Uh, Aaron Gordon, ankle. Interesting. That's at the beginning of the month here. Jack White, late, uh, abductor. Uh, no, <laughs> abductor. Ad adductor. I, I heard about that recently. I think that's in your chest, right? Or your stomach, maybe? Uh, Colin, Colin, I don't want to think about that. Gillipsy, leg injury, way back. So, um, where is the... What is the adductor again? I remember hearing about it not that long ago. It was a Minnesota player with that injury. I can't remember what sport, though. Was it the Twins? You're like, who are the Twins, right? <laughs> adductor. Apologize. Uh, that's interesting. Inner thighs. Inner thighs, huh? Okay, well, so it's in the thigh. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, Denver's fifth in points, 18th in rebounds. They're the top team in the league in field goal percentage. Uh, top team in the league in three-point percentage. So their shots, they shot the ball and it went in, basically. Number two in assists. Jeez. Now you can see why What's-His-Name has two MVPs already. Turnovers are 20th, second in assist-to-turnover ratio. Second in assist-to-turnover ratio. Block shots, they're 20th, and steals, they're 11th. The Wolves are the Wolves have split with Denver so far, and that was, uh, yeah, it was, it was within a two-week stretch. 124-101, or 111 win in Target Center on January the 2nd. Right after Christmas, or excuse me, the well, whatever, New Year's, uh, Wednesday, January the 18th. These were not too long ago. 122 to 118 loss to the Nuggets. Denver is three and two in their last five. Beat the uh, New Orleans Pelicans 99 to 98. Jeez, lost to Milwaukee 107 99. And I think that's how the finals would go if that was the NBA Finals. I think the Bucks would win. Uh, lost to Philadelphia 126 119. Beat the Pelicans again, 122-113, to and beat the Warriors, 134-117. And, yep, Warriors are not going on any playoff run this year. They're not. And I'm glad. Good riddance. Just go away. <laughs> Just go away and disappear. Uh, Wolves are the sixth seed right now, which would mean we're out of the play-in, which, after all the crap we've been through, would be a beautiful, beautiful thing. We would be tipping off, if things go as, as, as planned, against the Sacramento Kings. 
which would be a very, very, very good series. It would not be easy. Kind of like uh, Memphis last year was not easy. Uh, it was a very interesting series. The Wolves would definitely draw blood, let me tell you. The Wolves drew blood versus Memphis. When you go to six games, you've done something to that other team to get there. So, yeah, uh, a series of Denver would probably be pretty close as well just because of the familiarity and all that. And the Wolves have historically played fairly well against the Denver Nuggets. I think the Wolves win the... Uh, I think the Wolves win the Target Center game. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. The Wolves will win the Target Center game. Um, final score, and, and the Wolves will win by with Orlando. The Wolves will win something along the likes of, we'll say, I think it's going to be like 122 to 110. Wolves will win by 12 over Orlando. Denver, I think we win the game 118 to 114. We win by four versus the Denver Nuggets and Target Center. The next game, I think the Wolves don't win, unfortunately. It's going to be something along the likes of 125 to 118. The Nuggets win by seven in uh, in, in their house. Nikola Jokic, 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 Jokic. He's uh, like a triple-double threat every night. In fact, he's averaging a triple-double right now. So he's doing a uh, he's doing an Oscar Robertson. He's doing a Russell Westbrook. Unfortunately, uh, no championship to uh, to go with it. And Denver maybe maybe they will win it this year. Um, they've been around forever. They go back to the ABA with uh, 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 Larry Brown. So way way back in the day. So we'll see. Aaron Gordon has an ankle injury. We'll see how that turns out. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Jamal Murray's been a Wolves killer historically, but when he doesn't play well, the Wolves take advantage and get the job done. Uh, Jokic is going to get his, so that's kind of how it goes. Anthony Edwards will reach 30 points in this uh, in uh, the first game for sure. The second game, I think he gets something like 27, 20, something like that. Against uh, Orlando, I think Edwards gets like 31. But against Denver, I think 33, and then 20, uh, 27 in the second game uh, at the end of the day. But uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, like, yeah, I think Nas Reed is going to play really well against the Nuggets. I got a feeling about that. We'll see if Gobert plays or not. It's kind of been an ongoing back-and-forth deal. But that's the situation there. Then the Wolves will play Utah against Walker Kessler. I don't think he gets 20-20 again. And I don't think the Wolves lose to the Utah Jazz. I think the Wolves go 3-1 and again. I think the Wolves are playing well right now. Laurie Markkinen, kind of out of nowhere. Like, when did he get this good? Laurie Markkinen was always kind of decent with Chicago. Uh, before, and of course he was our draft pick, that way he drafted to trade for Jimmy Butler, and all that to go to the Bulls, it was kind of like that, but supposedly we wanted him anyway, Gerson Rose, uh, not Gerson, was this, my mind is just stopping, yeah, it was not Gerson Rosas, this was Tom Thibodeau, 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 um, yeah, 17, Thibodeau was still here, yeah, because we made the playoffs in 18 and got, you know, sent home right away, by the Houston Rockets. Uh, Laurie Markkinen, where, he is a completely different player and he made the All-Star team. Laurie Markkinen made the All-Star I remember just seeing his name there. I'm like, wait, what? And that's right. He played with Cleveland last year. This is his third team now. Throughout his career, you know, his career high and was in his second season with the Bulls, 18.7. Very respectable. Nine rebounds, pretty good. Not a great defender and doesn't block a whole lot of shots. Not much of a rim protector and all that. But this year he's shooting 52%, 25 points a game. He has gone, he has just gone crazy. A uh, 34-point game versus the Clippers, few, uh, January 18th, 29, 28, 
25. You just look at his game log, 28, 28. It's just, jeez, man. He's been unbelievable. Uh, and, he's, and he had a 16-rebound uh, game versus his former club, the Cavs, where the Jazz beat by uh, beat them by two on January the 10th. So um, that's, like his recent game log anyway. Laurie Markkinen is an all-star. And congratulations, Laurie Markkinen. We could we could use his help right now, I'm sure. Utah's number two in points. I don't know where that came from, but yes, I do know where it came from. What, what am I talking about? It came from Laurie Markkinen. Eighth in rebounds. Thirteenth in field goal percentage. Uh, tenth in three-point percentage. Ninth in assists. Twenty-sixth in turnovers. Seventeenth in assist-to-turnover ratio. Eleventh in blocks. And twenty-first in steals. Walker Kessler Jr., of course. Wonderful year. I think it was junior, right? It doesn't say junior on his name here. Neil, Neil Alexander Walker. He was projected to come to the Wolves in a mock draft a few years back, and he hasn't been much of a player. So, oh darn. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> that was the year, but then again, we got uh, Culver. So, I'd almost rather have N-A-W. Nah, I'd rather almost have him than uh, Cutler. So, I don't even know where Cutler is anymore. Conley is one of those possible trade, he's one of those trade possibilities if the Wolves want to move on from D'Angelo Russell, but, or, you know, give up on trying to sign him, something like that. Uh, former Timberwolves watch, Jared Vanderbilt's averaging just under eight rebounds and about eight and a half points. So, not bad. Kelly Olenek, who had a strong start to the season, but then Laurie Markkinen has just kind of taken over. Colin Sexton, Sexton the former, uh, Cleveland Cavalier, again, that was the, the uh, trade with, uh, yeah, that's where Laurie Markkinen came to Utah for uh, Donovan Mitchell, so kind of cool. <laughs> Rudy Gay is still playing. He's He goes back to Randy Foy in the Randy Foy draft, so we're going way back in time now with Rudy Gay. It's hard to believe those guys are as old as they are, but when we were talking 2006, that's a long time ago, folks. 2006 wasn't just la- last week. Malik Beasley, kind of a chippy player, obviously he can hit his threes, inconsistent, kind of that up-and-down, you know, spark-plug type of player that can drive you absolutely nuts. Um, but when he's hot, you, you love him. When he's not, you hate him. Uh, he's one of those kind of guys. And, yeah, he's got a little bit of an attitude, too. Walker Kessler looks like a wonderful pick by uh, <laughs> Tim Conley. But the, the trade's starting to look a little better. We're starting to feel a little bit better about it. But, of course, draft night, we're going to be a little ticked off and bored as well because draft night's fun. And even if you have the 23rd pick, it's still fun. There's still this, oh, maybe this guy is going to be another Jane McDaniels. You know, maybe he's going to be, uh, you know, maybe he's going to wind up being something special someday, whoever X player is. Because you can get the Paul Georges and Kawhi Leonard's in the, in the middle of the draft or the mid to late parts of the draft. It, it can happen quite often, actually, rather than taking the guy who's projected to go fourth overall and Wesley Johnson, who is, you know, hasn't been in the NBA for years now. The Wolves will defeat the Utah Jazz. They're the eighth seed in the Western Conference. We're actually ahead of the Utah Jazz now, which, you know, not too long ago felt like we weren't going to do that. But Jazz are good, but they're not that good. Um, they're going to, they're, obviously, they're, they're, they're certainly not a finished product one way or another. Uh, they're probably going to get younger at point guard at some point. Surely Colin Sexton can help in that department as well. But, well, he's... Yeah, yeah, he can certainly help. But then again, he's, he's, it looks like he's more of a scorer than a playmaker, as he's his career high in assists, four and a half. So he's one of those kind of um, C.J. McCollum types in a way, but certainly not as good as C.J. McCollum, those smaller scoring guard type of guys. Um, so we'll have to wait and see how his career turns out. He still has time. Uh, the, the Wolves will defeat the Orlando Magic, believe it or not. Yes, we win the game, 124 
to 120. Rudy Gobert gets 20 plus. He gets a, I think Rudy Gobert is going to have one of his best games of the season. But Anthony Edwards will wind up with a, you know something in the 30s again, 30 34 points in the game, and the Wolves overcome the Magic or the uh, Utah Jazz. Final score of 126. Two. I'm, I'm going to say it goes to overtime. 128. Yeah, I know that's funny, but yeah, it's not going to be that high scoring for an overtime game. But yeah, a high scoring enough. 128 to 127. The Wolves win by a point versus the Jazz in OT. Anthony Edwards with 30, 35 in the game. And the Wolves win. Uh, I think Rudy Gobert knocks on the door of a 2020. As long as his groin is, is okay. Going into that night. It would be a lot of fun. Otherwise, Nas Reed's going to have another 20-plus night. He's going to have a Garnett type of performance. But the Wolves defeat the Jazz and win three out of four games again. What do you think of that? We'll take a quick break and get to fan interaction. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, and once again, I wasn't all that active on Twitter, and I'm really sorry. I've got to be better. I've got to be better. I apologize to Tanae and Levi and others out there that would like to, like, like Benzo, that would like to respond to tweets once in a while. I think I tweeted a little bit, if I remember correctly. I've just, ah, been kind of like, just been locked in with Chris stuff so much. Uh, the Basketball Podcast Network, again, coming out of British Columbia, retweeted the most recent episode, and really appreciate that. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand, Levi Brown out of New Zealand as well, of course, they're brothers. Uh, Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia, also retweeting in the Courtside Podcast, still waiting for them to come out of their hiatus. Come on, guys, let's go, let's go. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Love to hear from them. Uh, really would. Memphis obviously has had a good season. That's uh, Wayne Hunt's team. And, uh, yep, he laughed at me when I ripped on John Morant last year for his antics. Uh, late in that series, but it is what it is. We're going to have our back and forth and things like that. At least the Warriors, well, at least the Warriors didn't win the title. Oh, wait, they did. Uh, God. But I don't hear people worshiping them as much as they used to. In some cases, they are. Tanae Brown, here we go, says, congratulations on 15 years podcasting. To, to me, like Paladino Live, yep. He had tweeted all the, uh, the the different shows. Many, many hours of entertainment and unbiased analysis. One of the best to get behind the mic. Cheers to many more. Only had this in the fridge to celebrate, unfortunately. Haha. <laughs> and it was a Corona Extra. I was mentioning on... Was it Brave the Wild or was it... Uh, I think it was on Purple Mafia, yeah. Because that's when that was about that time. <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah, but I was talking about how, yeah, I mean, Corona is really good, especially with a little bit of lime mixed in. Some of you may may like it that way. Some of you may not. I like it, especially on a warm day. But, I mean, uh, Corona, you know, it's like, I like, you know, I'm a craft beer kind of guy like this. You know, obviously empty can because this is the morning. I don't drink in the morning. That's not even close to what I do. Um, and I'm not a heavy drinker either. Uh, Modest Brewing out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Honeycomb Catacomb. Honey Double Porter. So that's the definition of a craft beer. It's There's a lot going on here. So there's a lot of stuff, and it's pretty good. I had it last night. So, uh, yep. <laughs> but for a non-craft beer, Corona is one of the best. It's just kind of got a nice, refreshing flavor to it. So especially on a hot day. And maybe you want to have like a thicker 
craft beer, but maybe you want to have something like lighter, but not the light, Corona Extra. Don't get Corona Light. Get Corona Extra. Corona Light is... Anything that has the word light in it usually doesn't taste real good. It's got a weird, like, taste. I don't know. It's not good. Anyhow, but, um, no, uh, I like Corona just fine, and I'm sure you enjoyed it as well. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for celebrating uh, the podcast. I really appreciate that. And I, you don't, you don't actually don't know how much Eric Peck, well, maybe you do now. Um, uh, it means a lot to me. It, it really does. I'm not just like, thanks, appreciate it. You know, and then, and then never talk to you again. Like that's the typical podcaster in, in this day and age, uh, whether they're 25 years old or 45 years old, that seems to be the way, the way they behave. Thanks. Appreciate it. And then, you know, unless you're like some like executive in a company or something that could hire them, you know, it's like, that's all they care about. Um, I'm making a couple dollars doing this now, thanks to the uh, the Basketball Podcast Network. But <laughs> the previous 15 years or so of this show, I didn't make pretty much a penny. Uh, I had a couple of beers for a little while. It was, uh, what do they call that? What was the name of that? Uh, Tall Grass out of uh, Manhattan, Kansas. Really nice. And I, I enjoyed that. So that was kind of the payment was like, you know, you get some beers and then you, 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 talk, you, you talk them up, which is what I did proudly because... 8-Bit Pale Ale was so good. Uh, some of you that go back to 2014-ish, it was so good. And then, for some reason, that come, I don't know what they were doing, but they, they got cute. They got too cute. They started getting rid of like their best beers. Outside of 8-Bit and um, Buffalo Sweat, they got rid of Ethos, which was, not, which was a really good IPA and such. And then they got cute with like Raspberry Jam and Blueberry... Uh, what, what, I don't even know, blueberry jam, and I forget, there's like another word for some, uh, tart this, and, you know, which is a sour beer, I don't like sour, Yeah, they just got cute, and they, dare I say chick, chick beers, I'm not trying to be sexist, uh, or anything, make, go ahead and create those beers, but why destroy the beers that put you where you were, to, to make room for those, that's just, that didn't make any sense, so, I wasn't bashing on them for it, and I tried them, and they were okay. But they cut off Oasis, which was kind of an, uh, I forget, it was some kind of weird, like, IPA type of beer. It was really good, but I, it was a different style that I'm not used to. I think it was kind of British. I keep forgetting what they call that. Like a, I don't know, ESB or something. It's, it's something you don't hear about much. Uh, maybe back in the day you did. Uh, like I said, Ethos. They got rid of the, the Zombie Monkey Porter. It, to make room for those. Uh, key lime pie? Key lime pie? It was okay. Key lime pie. And then they came out with a chocolate, uh, German chocolate uh, stout. That was incredible. But right about then, uh, sorry, we're done. We're just gonna, we're done with the brewery. We're just gonna have it like a little, kind of a local little tiny brewery with a restaurant in Manhattan, Kansas, and the rest of you will, bye-bye, have a nice life. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, that's kind of uh, my story there, I guess. With in terms of uh, the fifteen, you know, the fifteen years of actually having sponsors, um, that's kind of how that went. <laughs> that's like getting laid off, basically. And yeah, the guy that I, uh, the guy I used to meet with uh, on Wednesdays, got laid off, and just a bummer, you know. He actually was local, of course, because he's not going to travel from Manhattan, Kansas, to to hand me a couple of beers. So <laughs> obviously, there's people living here that were working with them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's been a lot of fun doing the show and I hope I can keep doing it for uh, many more years, like you said. I even told my friend at work yesterday, 
podcasting, it's a part of my life. And if, I don't know, as long as I'm never, as long as I'm not contractually obligated to not do the show, I'm probably going to do this show as long as I can, like, as long as my brain is okay and I can speak into a microphone. You know what I mean? Like 99 years old, whatever. As long as, I, yeah, basically like that. As long as I'm capable of doing it. Maybe you don't think my brain's okay saying, uh, you know, Anthony Edwards is a superstar. Maybe you think it is. Or maybe that I'm not the, the biggest Garnett fan as some of you. That, oh, maybe he's not okay. Well, it's just an opinion. It's just an opinion. Um, unfortunately, that's it for fan interaction. But that's about as nice of a fan interaction. And that's about as nice of a post as you can get. And today you deserve a platinum star for that. Platinum. Uh, you've been so wonderful to the show. Vince Germano has been getting relatively quiet, and he's he's a super busy guy. So is Tanae, by the way. If you hadn't, yeah, uh, he's a work workhorse. Um, I am too. A lot of us are. That's what you know. I I think this show appeals to guys like us that work our butts off and love sports. That that's what it is. Like uh, uh Reese Pajardi, I can imagine too. You, you know, work his butt off um, and loves sports. Loves loves the game. Loves basketball, football, hockey, stuff like that. So. And retro video games, too, maybe. Like, uh, video game flashback. You can check that out. Working on Secret of Evermore for the Super Nintendo. That game is a game that's been kind of underrated forever. So, really love that. I'm, I'm proud to be doing that one. Because I don't think really anybody's done a podcast review of that game yet. So, I might actually be the first. Uh, at least, uh, I'm pretty sure I am. So, pretty exciting, actually. Considering that game's been out since 95. When Carl Anthony Towns was born. Yep. So now that I've babbled enough, figured I'd uh, just have something to say and thank all of you so much, you know, for keeping the show going for for 15 years. Um, Can't believe it. Can't believe it's been that long. Can't believe it's been that long since the New York Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Back then, Brady was still, you know, 30 years old. He had quite a few years left. And now he's uh, stepping away at age 45, which he pretty much said many years ago he played till he's 45. And he fulfilled his he fulfilled his goal. He, he kept his word. It's kind of like that. So thank you so much for listening all this time. Keep telling your friends about the show. Positive ratings on the uh, the apps out there like Apple Podcasting and such. Just thank you so much. If you want to call in, all you got to do is pick up your smart device. They all have free voice recording apps on them. Just open it, press record, treat it like a phone call. When you're done, stop and then save it and uh, save it and share it or send it, whatever, to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Until next week, hopefully this Timberwolves team continues to kick some butt and play up to their potential like they have been.